2: and welcome back to going in raw the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash steven larson available wherever podcasts can be found and of course taped live at the twitch at twitch.tv forward slash steve and larson coming up this weekend we've got (laughs) started slipping to much man coming up this weekend We've got Crown Royal. Yeah, that's right. The WWE is going back to Saudi Arabia. That's right. There's lots of threats and stuff going on, but they got emergency plans. Not a problem. Yeah, that's a mess. Anyways, uh, so yeah, this coming Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be doing uh, our watch-along and a review of Crown Royal. We're going to be doing a simulcast of the watch-along here on the Twitch and on the YouTube so be sure to check that out. We're going to be doing it for a charity as well that's right a very good charity called the Trevor Project. That's right. It's good stuff. So check that out. Uh and then uh yeah, otherwise I, so I don't there's no smash zone tomorrow, correct? No smash yeah. zone because you and I have a meeting.
1: Yeah, we have a meeting about a very important business
2: meeting about uh we got the Brain Trust stuff. About about stuff about the business stuff. of professional wrestling. The Brain Trust is getting together. We got yes. Resurgence coming up, ACW December tenth. Get your tickets now at Eventbrite, here in Northern California. So
1: indeed, or travel no map down if you want to. For it,
2: right? <laughs> travel from out of the country. Yeah, around the world, the globe of Earth, <laughs> <laughs> as you say. <laughs> Anyways, I know you're clearing all the phlegm so you can talk about tonight's. No, I, wildly I weird feeling, episode of Dynamite. I was
1: feeling pretty good today, and then Jeff Jarrett showed up my TV screen, and I got I got a little congested.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, 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 makes sense. Uh, so uh, tonight's episode of Dynamite, a weird one. We're gonna talk about that in a second, but you know, first we got to talk about this, and and I'm refusing, refusing, refusing Larson to put this guy on our thumbnails again. That's good, uh, be- he needs a break. He needs a break. We all need a break. We We all need a break from uh, CM Punk on our thumbnails on YouTube. I think everybody needs a break from that. However, oh boy, what a wild couple days it's been for Phil Brooks. So on Tuesday's show, that was yesterday. That was just yesterday. We talked about. Yesterday was Tuesday? Why does Tuesday feel so long ago? It does, doesn't it? Feels like forever ago. Nuts. It's the weather. It's gotten be. dark, like, early. Yeah. Like, it was dark outside at like, 11 a.m. It was weird. Yeah. Anyways. But then it got brighter, and then it got darker again. We talked about Nick Hausman's appearance on Wrestling Observer Radio, Larson, where he mentioned that he says, uh, this is a quote, he says, I've known a lot of people that have known Punk say to me, this guy's never going to wrestle again. He's done. done. However. but." let's let's do a 180 here fightful select reported just today today's wednesday that a source close to punk stated that phil quote he's got the wrestling bug again sources also indicated that it had been made clear to them at least that options would be available if and when punk wants to wrestle again one option could be the Federation, the WWE. One source told Fightful that WWE would possibly be interested in bringing in Punk. So Larson, what's your read on this? Will he or won't he? Is he done? You know, it's or just does he not, want to do it's more. Just not
1: uh, uh, Phil fatigue on these thumbnails. It, it's 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 this back and forth. Oh man, you do one thing, do another thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it, it's like none of the, none of these none of these comments are directly from Phil. Yeah. Not for punk, as far as we know. Um, he's gonna do this thing, he's not gonna do that thing. He's gonna do that thing, no, he's not gonna do this thing. And it's, it's it, like last week, it was every day. <laughs> last week, yeah. I think it was, that Phil the Thump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, I didn't initially put this story into the into the notes because I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, We're gonna get this kind of stuff for a while, whatever.
2: And then you wanted in here it's because you thought it was funny oh uh, it, it is funny well it's here's the, it's funny it's because I, I i feel like this has got to be until there's like an official like you know a, a final cap on this with aw perhaps saying yeah we've agreed and it's like the, the paper where the ink is dry and maybe yeah. there's a final th- a cap on it this has got to be it because here's the thing I, the, the, nick Houseman saying people a lot of people have known punk Say so, yeah, he's never gonna wrestle that again. Sounds that sounds like uh,
1: speculation of people that have known Punk. Not exactly Punk telling them that he's never gonna wrestle again.
2: This next one is Punk. <laughs> I'm telling you, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Somebody puts out there he's never gonna wrestle again, and Punk's like, "Hold on a second. I wait got a second. The wrestling bug. Uh, no, yeah, number one, I might. I I kind of want to stick a TaW a- and be like, uh, d- yeah." I might although, I might I might go over to WWE. He probably won't, but he probably wants to keep that out there. Although
1: Steve, I should mention there is an important uh, uh the last line of this FIFA report is FIFA did reach out to CM Punk directly, but we haven't heard back. That's the last line of this.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. The quote was from Ricky Rabies. <laughs> I'm I'm joking, I'm joking. It but but you know, it it could be a punk camp situation. Exactly. Yes. It could be, you know, any number of proxies, perhaps. I don't know how this stuff works. I'm not Sean Ross Sapp. Uh that being said, um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of it kind of feels like this is maybe somebody at his behest correcting. Entirely it. possible. Entirely possible. It's just a lot. It feels it's, like
1: it. <laughs> Once he released that statement, uh, uh before Dynamite or statement uh, was released to Nick Hausman sorry. Um, and ever since then, it's just been a constant mm-hmm, flow yeah. of, of people, uh, point of views getting, getting out there and, and, and other little bits of information. I, I was actually kind of excited earlier this week. when We had no punk stories. Yeah. Right. I yeah. feel like that was the case on Monday, but I could be wrong. We could have had punk stories then. It's yeah, fun to talk other about other things in wrestling.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 but you know, every little thing, um, <laughs> every little thing, yeah. I think it's it, to me, it's just funny. It's, it's funny that, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking 14 months ago, it was like, oh my god, I can't I can just give me all the punk you could possibly give me. I want more punk. And now it's like, this guy, this guy needs to fuck off now. I know. Go like, the fuck away. It's been 14
1: about, months. Hey, let's take all this energy we're talking about someone who may never wrestle again. Let's talk about Sami Zayn. Someone who isn't yeah, right. yeah. is currently in, in the business and doing really awesome stuff. Let's put over Sami Zayn. Let's talk about him.
2: Oh, we talk about him plenty, man. We I dude, we'll look, I'm, Hey, blood. look. Hey, Sam, the, the kind of praise we've been heaping on Sami Zayn and Jey Uso, saying it's like the wrestling's Breaking Bad in Ozark. Yeah. They're getting lots of love these days. Uh, and it's funny. I was actually kind of surprised. I didn't know if it was the costumes or the thumbnail of the Bloodline, but Monday uh, Monday's episode, yeah, the that blood. was all Bloodline. There was no yeah. punk on that no thumbnail. Punk? trying to remember if there was a punk subheader i think no, there might have been there
1: a. was no punk there was no in monday's episode there was no talk of punk no really zero i'd check the notes what was the, su- what was the subheader it was it was There uh, it is kevin, uh kevin Chan- changing, changing kevin owens creative
2: oh yeah 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 yeah. The, the, because the, the headline Nakamura. was about him breaking him yeah that's right yeah. No wow punk. yeah um so, I don't know. Yeah, that, that element is funny to me. Honestly, the only reason, because, yeah, you did not have it on the nose, and I did it as kind of a troll, because it's like, oh, yeah, yesterday it was like, oh, he's never going to wrestle again, now he's got the wrestling bug. It's been fucking six weeks since he humiliated himself in that media scrum, and he's got the bug again. He can't wrestle for another eight months, but he's got the bug. What the fuck is that? Yeah, no, uh-uh, sorry. No. So, yeah, anyways. Um, I thought, uh, I thought uh, Dynamite was weird. And kind of awesome tonight. We, there was a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. A lot of returns. Yeah. What The best, of course, Colt Cabana.
1: Yes. To our TV screen. Sorry, I thought you were going to talk about Jeff Jarrett already.
2: You're preemptively facepalming. I yeah, like that.
1: So Jeff Jarrett. But Colt, yes, it was awesome to see Colt. Uh, he answered Chris Jericho's open challenge the Ring of Honor title. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we hadn't seen Colt on
2: AEW TV in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good to see him. The emotion was was everything. It was mm-hmm. thick with that guy. Uh and uh it, when he came out and you could just tell, man, this was a moment. This was such a moment for him. Jericho made him look like a million bucks. Yep. Crowd that was awesome. Reaction. Crowd gave him a terrific reaction. Shockingly, there wasn't that one AEW fan that's always there that, you know Is the front row holding a giant sign or something like that? <laughs> Blocking yeah, right. view behind them. <laughs> and then we're like it's a CM Punk on or something like that. Um, so that's awesome. That's really great. Uh and then and then of course this was uh interesting uh and awesome. Hmm. Pinotino, Jeff Jarrett uh made his debut for AEW. Uh and it's uh oh man, the world seems right. I've been wondering all this time, like what really do I need in my AEW? It's Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, I didn't know I was missing it. But now I got it, and I'm so happy.
1: No. No, I didn't. I, didn't. I mean, well, I, I could tell you exactly what I was missing from AEW. Jeff Jarrett ain't it, though. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, Jeff Jarrett exacerbates the issues that plague AEW. It's another person who's going to take airtime from people who have been there for a while. And, and uh, you know, I understand Jeff Jarrett's had a – he's a Hall of Famer. He's had a really good career for himself. I understand that he has fans out there. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be moving the needle very much. Oh, wow. The negativity.
2: The negativity I hear right now. In the words of Rick Ross, we're here for positivity, Larson. You should have said me accusations. There you go. Rick <laughs> Shout Ross. Shout out to all the pair. Rick, Rick Ross, Ross needs to be a manager, Larson. Gosh. Gosh, Alex Queen of the Ring tweeted this out, and I and I I couldn't agree more. Somebody get him the the managerial paperwork that you need, because Rick Ross not only shoulder leaned Tony Schiavone. Yeah. He was so smooth as oh, a fucking man, as, so as sort good. of a manager-esque role between yeah. uh, Swerve and Our Glory. It was so that good. That was awesome.
1: It was so good. It was so that, good. Anyways, back awesome. to Jeff Jarrett. Once I saw him show up, I think the reaction was,
2: Ugh. I'm trying to remember... Uh, what my like, I I saw because you see the hat, yeah.
1: I saw the <laughs> and, hat, like, and the, and the guitar. Once you see the guitar, you
2: know exactly. <laughs> well, the what guitar, it is. yeah. Like, I, saw I saw that, sort of the, the hat caught my eye first because I was in the kitchen. And uh, I don't know, I don't mind, I don't mind Jared these days. I see, I know what you're saying, but that's AW, baby. <laughs> they bring people in, more people are catering. No Eddie Kingston tonight, where was he? I don't oh. know. Uh, but uh, but we had we had Jeff Jarrett out there. I mean, it, it it is what it is you know but yeah. uh i don't know it's it's jeff jarrett i don't know how much wrestling is gonna be done. that's just sort of AEW's thing though like that's what we've sort of learned now after this time is they just bring people they cycle people in cycle people out and it's just a never-ending constant you know uh, uh headlong fall into wcw 2000 man next up I mean, Next I, up. I guess they're bringing the perfect person then if that's the trajectory. Jeff Jerry. Oh, there's one more perfect person they could bring,
1: bro. Well, there's actually another one, too. There's Scott Steiner.
2: Oh, oh, oh man. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, Robin's got it right. I'm here for WCW 2.0. Oh. I don't know. Like I said, it is what it is.
0: in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
2: Full gear is going to be an absolute mess again. Tony Khan doesn't really... He doesn't really learn. It's going to be like 16, 17 matches on that card. I know. It really is. It really Uh, is.
1: It is interesting because by and large, I think from like for a good chunk of the middle of this year, pretty much ever since Punk beat Hangman, uh, so much of AEW TV just felt like, and I, it, it, I, 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 it hasn't necessarily been as enjoyable as it has been previously, but it's not like it's a huge, dire situation. Just creatively, it just wasn't hitting all cylinders. There was a lot of matches that weren't necessarily creatively motivated, which again, in, 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 in isolated instances, isn't a problem. Sometimes you just have matches happen. That's fine. As long as there's like a macro story you're telling. Anyways, I feel like the last couple episodes of dynamite, they're really focusing, honing in more, at least having stories motivate matches and having stories come out of matches. Not saying they're all great, but I think the focus on trying to imbue each little segment of the show with story is, is on the upswing. Um, now if we can just, you know, tighten up some of the creative more than one women's match on the show, please. Um, Less Jeff Jarrett, then we're on. We're getting somewhere.
2: It's you it's 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 kind of fascinating to see because uh, honestly, these days I kind of don't know what to make of it. It's got its constant thing of like, you know, there was even a sign tonight of like, you know, more than you know, we want one more than one women's match on on Dynamite. <clears throat> so that's like that's just a thing again. Unfortunately, it's just a staple of AEW. I mean, I guess if you want to look at it half full, there was a match plus two segments. There was like an, a weird interview thing. Uh, and then a Tony Storm, Jamie Hader video where it seems like the crux of their feud is we live together and now she's not my friend anymore. And Jamie Hater's like, I thought you were supposed to be my friend, but I didn't change. You did, which is kind of silly. Um, but it's it's not substantial in, in the least, which is disappointing. But this again, it's just sort of like AW is on this weird kick of I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if. if what I said, had said about Cody in the past was if there was something to be said there or if it's just a matter. I mean, I've, I've said this before, too. You kind of scoffed at me once when I said Tony Khan. Well, you have scoffed at me many times with this kind of our relationship.
1: Yeah, I try. But you got you to be more specific about the one. Time I do.
2: When I had said uh when I had said something along the lines of, you know, Tony Khan has two other. You know he's running Fulham uh, FC. Yeah, he's 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 like the Jaguars head of analytics or whatever he is, Uh, which are two jobs that probably should be dedicated to an entire team or something. You know, like somebody full time (sighs) doing those. And then you would you would sort of laughed and said, "Are you saying that his wrestling pursuits are like a low priority? Maybe not the business of the wrestling, but I do believe that creatively speaking." there leaves a little bit to be desired and maybe that's just because hey he's been doing he's like 150 weeks into weekly television now and kind of what his go-to is not like look at the the garcia stuff three weeks ago i thought the garcia stuff was great Mm -hmm. and then he just goes back and you and i were like oh he's gonna swerve them again I don't think he's going to. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't think there's some big swerve on the horizon. I think he just did that for a story for a second, and then he's putting him back to to have Jericho pre- appreciation side of feud with those guys again. I don't think I mean, that's I, the case.
1: I, I think the main event, the close of the main event tonight was really kind of a, 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 a microcosm of uh, you know, t- very, some aspects of AEW uh, creative being Tony Khan's last priority because every, every, every segment involving Joe... Wardlow, the embassy, it all ends the same way.
2: Yeah. Every
1: yeah. single one. Yeah. It's all a big, it's all a big brawl. And then somebody, people come running in. They alternate who stands tall each week, essentially. And it's not really building. I don't, it's, it's not building really. I mean, it's cool that Hobbs is going to get a shot at, <laughs> excuse me, against Wardlow for the TNT title. I hope Hobbs yeah. wins.
2: Um, But is there there's not even a story there. No, I don't know. He just showed up on Rampage, which is which is fine. You show up and you attack a guy. That's a tried and true wrestling trope. But then from there you're supposed to say you're supposed to give us the why. I know the why is
1: well he just wants the title, but there should be some aspect of it that makes it
2: personal. He did the same thing tonight that he did on Rampage. Yeah. Yeah. It was the same thing. Yep. Um so I, I just think I just think that with wrestling you know, you gotta you gotta give us the stories, and and for the for a while it was like, <clears throat> well Jericho's like the only guy who's telling. Still to this to this day, Jericho's still like the guy trying to tell a story. Now he's got the trope where He's he's wrestling all the Ring of Honor guys, um, which isn't even really a story. I thought the Garcia stuff was a lot stronger, and then they just dropped that. He went back to Jericho, and that's it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it is. Look, I I I don't. I don't think it's WCW 2000. I don't think no, it's that. I think so I, I'm sure there. I Look, number one, I did not watch a lot of WCW 2000. I've seen the greatest hits, basically. Um, but, you know, he, it's not like Tony Khan is out there winning the world title himself. Um, he still has a hell of a talented cast. Yep. Um, yeah, watch a year from now. That'll be the case. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and the elites on their way back, that's going to be fun. But again, returns and debuts, that's what they have. Yeah. And you you, you got to give us some stories. I know. You, you, know, you got to give us some stories.
1: The, the, the worst of Vince's creative uh, uh, droughts were, that was the thing. It was returns, debuts, moments, not stories. Just give us moments. You know, that's what Vince was doing. And now it seems like that's kind of the rut that tony Khan has gotten into i mean yeah there's a little more story going on i feel like or you know a little bit just to motivate matches a little bit or a little bit more story coming out of matches than there was maybe six eight weeks ago Mm -hmm, yeah and that's a step in the right direction however that's just one step and i feel like if they want to start hitting on as close to all cylinders you know like a year ago the show was pretty good on a regular basis
2: yeah, but look at what was going on here. Oh, I ago. know. I, I
1: understand. They, had, they they weren't dealing
2: with the injuries or the suspensions. Well, no, I'm it. saying Returns and Debuts yeah. was a year ago, which would carry you so far. But then look what they did. And I know there was injuries going on then, but it's like after Hangman won that title. That's what I was going to reference. That was the A story in the company, and it was it was good stuff. Once he won the title, though, like... Up till then, yes, that was a good story because I'm pretty sure wouldn't shock me if that was basically Hangman and Kenny and and them sort of plotting out those beats. And if Tony Khan was heavily involved with that, kudos to him because it was good stuff. Once he won, they had an opportunity to do more. Like, I know he had two matches against Adam Cole, but the story beats really weren't there. It was just, let's have these matches. Uh, And I felt like something far deeper could have taken place then. And uh, and and it just didn't. And then Punk came back. And I feel like Punk again, probably of his own device, orchestrated the story of I'm having hard times against. I'm having a difficult time against these lesser opponents. Eventually, he learned how to wrestle again. They transitioned to the story of Why are you? Why is your face like that? Who? Uh, <laughs> It was out of focus, so it took me a second. Oh no! Jeff Jarrett is all elite. He got the graphic confirmed there by Larson, who no doubt got on Twitter and saw it. Oh, I didn't
1: know. I didn't read the 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 caption. It says uh, DLW here. Says according to Tony Khan on Twitter, Jeff Jarrett is AEW director director of business development. Oh, there you go. Okay, right on. Well, there you go. Oh, looks like he's doing live events.
2: That's so what he did in WWE. It
1: says here, I look forward to expanding the AEW live events calendar in 2023 and future years with Double J. Oh, that's interesting. So I wonder if that means...
2: House shows. House shows. Live events. AEW, Saturday Night Sizzle. <coughs> Shit like that. Who knows?
1: We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Anyways, I know. I, I'm, not, I, 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 I'm not sitting here with rose-colored glasses saying that, you know, even just a year ago, AEW was like the peak of wrestling creative because it wasn't. It, was more, it felt like a more consistent show. And I understand mm-hmm. the debuts with with Cole <clears throat> and Danielson, but I felt like there was that. Plus, there were stories you can get. Yeah, the
2: Hangman stuff was real. The Hangman
1: stuff was really, the stuff was really good. There it were, was really there, strong, were yeah. there were more, there were stories, and you're right. After Hangman won the title, it kind of felt like, well, wow, we don't really know what to do with Paige now. And then it, the, the focus kind of turned to Punk stories, namely
2: mm-hmm. his
1: story earlier this year with MJF. Yeah, which again was good stuff. Yeah, you know, it seems yeah. like when there is an A story. Uh, like right now with MJF in Mox and the firm, um, generally the A story if it's if it's solid material, it's generally pretty good stuff because usually there's really good talents behind it.
2: You know? What do we always used to say too? And this is true of WWE right now. Granted, not everything WWE is great right now, but if you have a solid main story and A story. Mm-hmm. It sort of like trickles down through the rest of the show. It makes it sort of makes everything else kind of falls in line behind that. Right now, WWE's got a really good A story. Yeah, might be an all time A story with the bloodline stuff, and then you see a lot of the other stuff sort of fall in place and 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 it works. And I feel like
1: that happens more so on SmackDown, but that's obviously you know that's the, the bloodline's primary home.
2: Yeah, yeah. Raw's Well, Raw's kind of also. It's three, three hours. hours. I know it
1: is. It is a bit hit or miss. Yeah. Much more so than SmackDown is.
2: Anyways, it started off with Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. Darby Allen was rocking some of that DDP rib tape, man. Yeah. Jay Lethal went after that immediately. I um, did like that
1: he pinned him out of the barricade and put on a figure four, even though it was a good inch and a half between Darby's midsection at the bottom of the barricade. But I appreciate, I appreciate the, the image, though, hearkening back to the garage.
2: Nothing beats the garage Oh, because <laughs> he started tapping, out, started the tapping out the garage. That was, that was great, the man. best. That was the best. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, uh, it, what was the end here? So, uh, uh, you know, of course, Jay and, and
1: Sanjay were, were saying, hey, we know someone that uh, has given us Darby's weakness. And so yeah. uh, down. To, I did like the spot where Darby's going for the suicide dive on Satnam Singh, and he just bounces right off Satnam. Mm-hmm, just bounces yeah. right off. So, anyways, the ref is distracted because uh, he th- he threw Satnam and Sanjay uh, out-, out of the ringside area. Someone dressed as Sting hits Darby mm-hmm. with a bat, puts mm-hmm. him in the ring. Jay hits Lethal Injection to get the win. Uh, fake Sting gets in the ring. Jay and him as Cole Carter, and everybody's like, all
2: right. Oh, so, that was the biggest fart of a reveal. Because at first, I was like, it took me a second. I was like, oh, that's that." yeah, that's uh, uh, Tony that's D'Angelo's dimes. guy. Yeah, two times.
1: And yeah. so uh, Sting's music plays, and everybody's expecting Sting to make the save. But instead... Sting's not coming. You look, (coughs) sorry, the background, because you have Zanjay and Jay and Satnam staring up the ramp. In the background, Jeff Jarrett gets in the ring, hits Darby with the guitar. Mm -hmm. So then Jeff grabs the mic, says, Darby, you just got a lesson from the last outlaw. Darby, whatever you worship, that becomes your weakness. You want to worship Sting? It's become obvious that Sting has become your weakness. Now that you are out of the way, I've got a message for the entire AEW roster for commentary for production, but most importantly, it goes... For the To the insane, rabid, delusional AEW fan base, my family got into the wrestling business in 1946 for over 75 years. Uh, wherever the Jarretts went, they left an impact. Yeah, man. Uh, he says, he lists off a bunch of his accolades so I'm a two-time Hall of Famer, a 12-time world champion. I can assure you from day one, my family's fingerprints have been all over AEW, but I can assure you that when I'm done with this place, there's going to be full body bags, and you can choke on that, Slap Nuts.
2: That's probably not good if he's the head of your business development live events and stuff. That's probably not like you don't want body bags. No, maybe he just means metaphorically, I don't think that's good, for but business. still even metaphorically speaking, that's terrible for it's not business. good for business slap nuts anyways that's exciting stuff Mm. uh hey you know what man well here's the thing like as as a shoot like him taking over some of you know more shit off tony Khan's plate yeah it's a good thing (laughs) but you know him taking up tv time for some uh non double j fans probably not anyways uh, after that we had a recap package for mjf and the firm stuff That involved Mox. Mox versus Moriarty was tonight. We got a Mox promo. He says, "Oh yeah, I love the energy at Baltimore. It's just another night for me. But for Lee, it's the biggest night of his life. He changed his fortunes forever if he can get that win tonight. Lee feels snubbed by the Blackpool Combat Club. We didn't snub him. He and uh, me and Danielson decided Lee isn't mean enough, not violent enough. But tonight I'm going to give Lee a lesson in pain. And Lee will have to dig down deep to that place where bad intentions lie. There's only one way out, Lee. And that's through me. I want you to be mean, nasty, and violent. I don't have time for anything else. And then he pfft, leaves. Yeah, he leaves. Uh, then we get a new, another one of those uh, Elite
1: video packages. So yeah. uh, there's a replay of the Elite winning the Trios title. And then the video is paused, and we're in the editing bay. Well, yeah, we're in the editing bay. Yeah, we the got like a premiere, yeah. And so then that clip is deleted from the timeline. Poof. Replaced with footage of Death Triangle winning the trio's titles. And then we go to a graphic of, you know, like a show poster essentially. The Elite. They get
2: poof dithered away.
1: Dithered away, replaced by Death Triangle. And the AEW logo shows up again and dithered away.
2: I mean, is this going to be like the Elite getting the titles back at full gear? There's going to come, there's going to do that match. Maybe. 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 let's, Let's rewrite history. I guess so uh after that we had uh john moxley versus lee moriarty mox is great because whenever he wrestles anybody it's clear he lets them get tons of their shit in and that's what we got tonight from lee moriarty was a hell of a hell of a moment there for lee moriarty
1: yeah it was it was uh in the end uh mox gets the win here uh with a arm bar
2: Mm -hmm. yeah it makes him tap out
1: yeah. So Ethan Page was on commentary throughout this match. Uh, afterwards, after the after uh, Lee taps, he slams the headset on the desk, runs to the ring and just boot smocks. I thought there'd be more of a beatdown mm-hmm. from Ethan Page here, but he just hit a, um, he just hit a boot and then just stood there.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. Maybe they thought there was a, there there were too many post match full on beatdowns. Well, I
1: mean that that would be a good point. Because, because there were a lot. <laughs> there always is a lot.
2: <laughs> that is true. Sure. It's how they tell stories. Um, yeah, no, I, I liked, and I liked Paige on commentary too because yeah. there were moments when he was like, Lee, stick to the arm. It was our plan. You yeah. know, he's like getting frustrated with Lee's game plan here and or, or, or going away from it. I thought that was good. I like the spotlight for Ethan Page, you know, keeping him away. I know Lee's his dude in the firm and everything, but it's not like he had a bunch of other dudes crowding him. Mm-hmm. The focus was on him. And that's good for Ethan Page. We've been crowing about that for a while, and and he deserves that. He deserves to talk and talk and talk. And I like
1: that when he was on commentary, it wasn't his pro wrestler voice. Yeah, right, yeah. He was using his voice, you know.
2: Yeah, totally. That's pretty cool. Uh, After that, uh, so they've been hyping up this uh, Rene Paquette interview with uh, Soraya and Britt Baker. Well, Britt wasn't there, and so it was just Rene and Soraya. And uh, Soraya's like, uh, you know, I know what it takes to be a star. Uh, she says, Brit doesn't care about anybody apart from herself. So when I got into this business, I had to wrestle the same day. I got hit by a car. Said so I had to build divisions everywhere I went. She said, there's something special about AEW. She's like, I would when I saw it, uh, I, I told myself I'd love to be a part of this. It was like the rebellious company. She says, once the timing came around, she said it was, it was perfect. Um, I thought I could give something to help elevate the women's division. And then Renee asked, okay, well, you know, that's the elephant in the room. Uh, yeah, like what is a spinal stenosis or whatever? She says, what is your current medical status? And Paige pauses and says, uh, I'm going to wait until next week to answer that. There's one more doctor I want to consult with about that.
1: So what trusting doctor is that going to be?
2: Uh, I mean, at first I just thought she was referring to, to Britt Baker, like Mm -hmm. not about her, not to get another opinion. But like, I want to make sure she knows that I'm fully cleared and gotcha. ready to go in person when I when I knock her that out when I lay sense. her out. I'm
1: like, I was trying to think of what wrestling doctor like is Doctor Tom Pritchard going to get out there? Well,
2: that's where my head went. And I saw people saying, Doctor Wagner Who, Jr. Who's the doctor, yeah. Hey, let me take a look at your spine. <laughs> you look bueno. <laughs> Perfecto. Um, Hopefully, I wanted to be the doctor from AAA that was cutting dude's hair. (laughs) Oh, what about Dr. Seamy? Yeah, oh, Dr. Seamy. That's right. It needs to be Dr. Seamy. Anyways,
1: after that, we had a regal interview. He says, after what I witnessed last week, it it showed me uh, Max has all the potential in the world. He has a long way to go to be a full villain. In a full gear, all that potential is going to help him become champ. Because when you fa- become champ, when he has to face a real demon, John Mox. That fool's
2: totally going to turn on Mox. <clears yeah, <clears because before happening.
1: he started talking, he, he was looking at his fist.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And he came out with it. They're making such a heavy emphasis on, on him now. Like he came. He doesn't. I don't think he usually comes with Mox nope. through the crowd. Nope. And nope. he did this time. He's yep. keeping an eye on Mox, man. Yep uh after that this was a lot of fun we had daddy Ass's birthday celebration the acclaim they're getting tons of tv time they're super over mm-hmm. uh so bones first gets on the it has been a, it's been tough for us all i'm trying to remember what uh casters rap referenced i think twitter's buyout the elon musk deal i, think. Oh, I thought
1: it referenced uh, uh elon wanting people pay to keep the blue check mark
2: okay that's what it was okay maybe that's what it was yeah uh so anyways, uh Bowen says it's been a tough for us all because last Friday Swerve did some damage to Daddy Ass's fingers and now he can't scissor. And scissoring is taking over the world, but of course we can't have a daddy ass birthday batch without scissoring, which is why we're starting things off with gift number one. They had a table there with a bunch of gifts. And uh, it's the So the claim now has these awesome foam fingers that are, you know, for scissoring. Mm-hmm. And uh, Castor says, you know, there's a lot of great signs here, a lot of acclaimed shirts, all to celebrate daddy ass. AEW really does stand for acclaimed every Wednesday. And then uh, Bowen says, you know, everybody loves the acclaimed and everybody loves daddy ass. He says, who brought daddy ass a gift? And he asked to see some of the signs out there. And Castor goes to the floor and this kid brought uh, like this really awesome sort of the giant scissor sign. And then Castor uh, gives it over, you know, gives some shine to the kid. Uh, Caster gives it to Billy. And, uh, so, you know, happy birthday. And then, uh, Bowen says, but we're not done. Billy's been in the business for 30 years and accomplished a lot. Uh, he's an 11 time tag champion. He's a hall of famer, a stand-up guy. Uh, and then he's the, and he's the world's greatest daddy. So Caster prevent presents him with a trophy that says world's greatest dad. And they wrote D Y at the end. So it says <laughs> daddy. And then, uh, Bowen says, we've got one final thing. He says, We had so much planned. We had a bunch of guests, two canceled, and the rest were upset that Billy didn't go to the reunion. And then the camera missed it. But you see, Billy, he's about, he did a crotch chop that, uh, that cracked everybody up. But of course, they moved to like Castor right as he's about to, it was accidental. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I thought that was pretty. Everybody got a big kick out of that. Um, so, uh, he says, So, he said, and this seemed pretty legit. He says, mm-hmm. you, you've been a mentor, a father figure, and find it for the final gift, he says, we had to file a bunch of paperwork, and he had a certificate of adoption. He says, both me and Caster have signed. All it needs is your signature. I'm just thinking to myself, he can't even make scissors with his yeah, fingers. How is he going to sign up, a thing? Yeah. They're all messed up. Yeah. So anyways, he starts to, he's about to sign it, and then uh, the ass boys show up. Because, yeah, Billy Gunn's like, oh, I get to be your daddy? And then the ass boys interrupt. They come to the stage. Says, did our invitation get lost in the mail? says, dad, we're your sons. He says, even though we didn't get invited, we got you a gift. And then the acclaimed are laid out from behind by W. Morrissey. Mm -hmm. The ass boys come down to join the beatdown. FTR makes the save. And then the firm leaves. FTR picks up the tag titles. And they hand them back over to the acclaimed. Yep.
1: Uh, then we got a Britt Baker interview. She says, this is my interview, my people, because Tony Schiavone is doing it my time. Jamie's there as well. And she's talking about being the victim of this conspiracy for so long. And Jamie says, yeah, I'm sick of this conspiracy too. I just want to wrestle. Britt says, I just want to wrestle too. So uh, find us a tag team to wrestle on a rampage.
2: Yeah. <coughs> uh, after that, we had Chris Jericho. Uh, first up, we had a promo from him before we got the reveal of the uh, opponent. He said, last week after Claudio took a tainted victory over the Ocho, made me mad. Now I'm ready for an open challenge tonight against former Ring of Honor champ, world champ, tag champ, pure champ, women's champ. I don't care. I'll even whoop Lamar Jackson's ass. Lamar Jackson was in attendance. Mm -hmm. He says, so tonight is going to be another monumental uh, 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 night in the ring of the moment in the ring of the Jericho era. All honor the Ocho. Who's it going to be? And it's Colt Cabana. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Colt,
1: Cabana, fun match. Uh, Jericho got the win here with the code breaker. Counters a flying apple, I believe, to get that code breaker. Earlier on, though, uh, looked like Colt had this match. One, he hit the Superman pin. You know, he has to kind of like brace himself up like a like a plank or a push-up mm-hmm. to get leverage on that pin. Hager comes over, swipes his hands out from underneath him to break up the pin. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he gets back in the ring looking for that flying apple. Jericho hits code breaker to get the W. Systematic yep. cheating.
2: Yep. After that, Jericho, Hager, and Garcia walk up the ramp. Uh, and <laughs> Ian from Commentary stands up. 2.0 grabs him from behind. Jericho's about to give that guy Jesus juice effect. took off his glasses and he crushed him. It was like Superman 3. Yeah. Uh, he put them on first. It was kind of funny. And then he throws them. And then uh, Claudio comes out of nowhere to make the save. He gets overwhelmed by the Jericho Appreciation Society. Danielson runs out to join the fight. Sammy comes out, too. He's followed by Wheeler Yuta. And then Security comes out to separate everybody.
1: Yep. Just a big brawl. Pretty common occurrence on Dynamite. Mm. Uh, After that, we had uh, Renee interviewing Death Triangle. She asked Phoenix uh, how he feels in advance of his match tonight, the possibility of becoming a double champ. And, of course, Pac, former double champ, is just over there stewing. Oh yeah, he is. It's it's almost after it, like Ooh. how he was after he lost the cruiserweight title in the WWE. Yeah. So Phoenix says, "I feel happy. I feel ready because tonight uh, I'm gonna be the new All Like Champion." And Peck goes, "Oh, may I interject here for a moment as someone who knows something about being a double champ? Um, if you want real revenge for Jeff Triangle, and I know last time, you know, it was your prerogative. You didn't do it, but tonight, this hammer can be your golden
2: ticket. It can but be the hey, golden ticket. Choice is yours." Just something to think about. Yeah, but if you don't do what Pac wants you to do, he's probably going to be surly about it. Yes. Uh And then we had uh Luchasaurus versus Ray Phoenix versus Orange Cassidy. Um You had mentioned this, I think, during the pre-show. Maybe it was during the show. You yeah, this should have this been, been, been the main event. Totally yeah, this totally should have been the main event. This is made such a good match, and it's for an AW title. And then the end the, bit yeah. with Shibata coming out. Oh God! Yeah, with Shibata coming out. Yeah, should have been that the main event. Should have been yeah, the main I event agree. rather.
1: Than, I mean we love some Ojo here going and raw. Um, yeah. I understand that Baltimore is the home of ring of honor. So I get if they want to the main event the show with the ring of honor title. That being said, you know, the end of the, the match ended in, in the post-match angle with, with that we'd seen on rampage
2: already. We had just seen that finish on rampage. Yeah, yeah.
1: This is a new thing. Shibata felt like it should have made it. Anyway, it was a really fun match.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, great.
1: Phoenix and Cassie several times. were working together to try to get Luchasaurus out of there. Um, at one point, uh, they they're up on the uh, on. on uh, let me find my thing here. Luchasaurus is looking to choke slam Orange Cassidy onto the pyro grate on the stage, mm-hmm, the same mm-hmm. uh, place where he powerbombed, I believe, Jungle Boy. So Jungle Boy comes through the tunnel, blasts Luchasaurus with the chair. Christian was on commentary, leaves to come over there. Well, Jungle Boy chases him back through the tunnel. Comes back out, splashes Luchasaurus off the stage through a table on the floor. So Luchasaurus is out of the rest of this match.
2: That was a crazy spot, too. It was kind of scary because the way the table snapped, it looked like it was going to snap, like it was going to hit uh, Jungle Boy right in the head. Yeah. And it seems like it missed by, like, inches. Oof. Um, He was Oof. fine. He got he caught up fairly quickly and started, like, high-fiving people in the yeah, crowd. Yeah, he so did. He, he did. He was okay. <laughs>
1: so then we get Phoenix Norange 101. Uh, Phoenix is on the floor. Pack runs down to ringside. And he's imploring Phoenix, use the hammer. Mm-hmm. Use the hammer. So at first, Phoenix takes it, gets on the apron, and he throws it down he says no. Uh, gets in the ring. He gets rolled up by Orange Cassidy. Uh, Phoenix reverses that into a roll-up of his own, gets a two. Phoenix looking for a rolling cutter. Orange counters with the orange punch to get the win. Pack hits the ring after the bell. He's looking for the hammer. Uh, gets it. Gets back on the ring. And then Shabbat's music hits. Mm-hmm. And so Shibata, Rocky Romero, and Best Friends, they come down to the ring. Pack leaves. Uh, Orange picks up the All-Atlantic title, the All-Atlantic Dream Match contract mm-hmm. for Atlantic City on Rampage. Shibata points to the title. Orange hands Shibata the contract
2: and a pen. Shibata signs it. It's going to be pretty great. That's going to be really good stuff. It, cracks me, it always cracks me up whenever I remember that Shibata's music is so mellow. But then it really kicks in it kicks in but the beginning Superman. it's like you're not making any saves with that thing right there yeah. that shit's hilarious it's so like it's so peaceful mhm uh do 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 yeah yeah do then it, doo, and doo. it goes with like the punk beat yeah this was amazing this was probably the highlight of the entire show. highlight of the evening yeah rick ross uh had an interview swerving sort of our glory tony tony Schiavone was conducting the interview rick ross started out with a shoulder lean on Tony Schiavone. He asks, uh, why did Swerve do what he did? And Rick's like, hey, we're all here about positivity. We're here to make sure that Swerve is the biggest star in wrestling and the largest recording star in the world. And then Keith Lee walks in and says, hey, you didn't respond. Talking to Swerve, you didn't respond to my calls and texts. He's our number one contenders, but Swerve cheated against Billy Gunn. Accusations. <laughs> <laughs> False accusations. Accusations. <laughs> accusations. Oh, man. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. And he asked, he so wait, was this Keith Lee? Because I was Lee, cracking up. Keith yeah. Lee
1: asked Swerve who was behind the camera when you assaulted Billy. He wants to know who's the camera person. And Swerve just kind of doesn't really answer that question. Says, hey, we're about positivity here. I think that's what it was. Let's team up. Eight-man tag. Two of us against Gun Club. And Keith Lee's like, the heck? I don't want to team with Gun Club against Acclaimed and FTR. And then Rick
2: Ross is like, hey, let's all toast. There's champagne there and everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. So right. they all in the all po- toasting.
2: Uh, keep Rick Ross around, man. It was awesome. Shout out all to pear. Man, it was awesome. Meeting lots of pears and shit now. Shout out to all the pear. Uh yeah, that was great. So like, why didn't Swerve just say, oh, that was just an cameraman? <laughs> like, that's who <laughs> yeah, I no. figured it was. I, I didn't have any questions about that. He's like Whoever asked who was running camera. What? I know. Same people who always run camera, A.W. camera people. Doug from production. Uh. <laughs> Claudio cameraman. Who yeah, fucking knows? Go. Who cares? What's the point? Stop asking questions. Accusations. Accusations. False accusations. Yeah. Uh, then we got
1: Marina Shafir versus Jade Cargill. This match was pretty short. Bell rings and uh, Nyla's music hits and it distracted Jade for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she gets back the match with Marina, but Nyla and Vicky come out to the stage and Nyla says, Hey commentary, you can take a break. We're gonna handle this match. And so her and mm-hmm. Vicky uh do commentary, you know, saying things to try to distract Jade like, Hey, don't get distracted by the fact that TBS titles around my waist, stuff like that. Um uh, at one point Jade starts to go up to the ramp. Uh Nyla says, You know, you're so obsessed with numbers, you better pay attention to the to the rest count. So Jade rushes back to the ring. Uh, eventually, hits a pump kick jaded to get the win. And afterwards, Kira Hogan tries to grab the TBS title from Nyla. Nyla lays her out and takes her leave backstage.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all silly stuff, but Nyla's so damn good. Oh, I know. She's so hilarious. Like yeah. it's hard not to be enter- entertained by this. Stuff. Entertained. It's very, it's very sports entertainment though. Uh, after that, we had so we had this House of Black promo that was exceedingly well done. It was really well done. So the premise is it was like everybody, Ricky Starks directed it. I wouldn't go that far, but it was it was getting there. It was really good. The premise is uh, the House of Black, except for Julia, they're all dead mm-hmm. because Julia and these uh, like uh, I don't know monks or whatever, yeah, these uh, cloaked gentlemen. Uh, Show up and they all and they're in this place and uh, all three members of House of Black are like dead and they're all like in these white sheets. They're getting prepared for burials. Burials. Yes. There's three burials. There's one by water. There's one by fire and there which is just it's a cremation and then there's uh, a a proper burial an actual burial like in the dirt Um, and, uh, and and then and that's kind of it. The voiceover was awesome. I don't know who did the voiceover, but it was great. It was very uh, it was much gravitas to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, w- it was really fantastic. What do you make? I mean, they always do this kind of shit, but then they end up feuding with like QT Marshall or something like that.
1: I mean, the, I, you know, the, the, the gist is, I guess, you know, they're they're getting prepared for burial. It's time for rebirth for them. And that's yeah, kind of right. what the voiceover yeah. was alluding to, you know? Yeah. Um, So I would imagine we're going to get several more video packages and i guess the the key is then if they come back after a series of hopefully really awesome video packages get them in a feud of consequence
2: yeah have them take on the embassy
1: <laughs> um and and actually have if you go through a feud with the house of black you're changed after excuse me afterwards
2: yeah you know you're never is the it, same i mean is it i mean they need to they really need to give it the good try this time. Yes. Because here's the thing, you say that, and it sounds cool, but it's like did, nobody's gonna believe that. Nobody's gonna believe that they're of consequence because they've done jack off. they've done jack jack all, you know, jack off is gonna say jack off. They fucking jacked off. They've all bricked up. Um they haven't done anything. I know. Like I know. the lasting image I think of with House of Black is Fuego. Mm-hmm. And I know that was not the entirety of what they've done. Like yeah. especially right after Malik I took his leave. There was a little stint with uh, with Brody doing some cool stuff.
1: Yeah, but I mean like, I, and I, I'm not trying to defend House of Black's creative because I'm not because it, it was going nowhere. After Ray Phoenix got hurt, that kind of torpedoed their feud with Death Triangle. Pack wasn't there all that often, and I don't know why they thought oh let's feud with. Or, why Tony Khan thought, hey, let's feud with Fuego for four months was a good idea to, to do in the meantime. Um but I, I'm just curious what would have happened had, you know, no injury to Phoenix and whatnot if that hadn't happened, how things might have been different. They might not have been different. Still might have been underwhelming. I don't know.
2: I mean I, I don't I don't know that I'm that I'm giving at this point AEW the benefit of the doubt to think that would be anything but underwhelming. It's possible they could have been the runners up to the trios titles instead of Death Triangle, maybe had you know brawl out still happened, and they were able to get that feud. They would have been in the position to get those trios titles. I don't know, but it's like, man, how is it that, how is it that uh, that Malachi Black isn't a perpetual main eventer? You know, I know. I know. Like, no. he should have been in WWE and should have been. I don't know. Maybe we're just wrong about that. <laughs> maybe he doesn't belong anywhere near the main events. And I don't know. I see it, though. I've always seen it in no, him. I, I don't know. I have to. I don't know.
1: He's got a level um, of mystique that you don't see very often in, in the world of professional wrestling.
2: I know. And he he, ca- he cares so much about the creative. Like, the man cares about everything, all the creative stuff. All the little does. details. Yeah. 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 Uh, So anyways, then we had a uh, Tony Storm, Jamie Hader uh, confirmed for full gear uh, video package thing uh, where uh, Tony Storm said that they had room together for a spell during pandemic Mm -hmm. and they grew pretty close. She referred to her as a best friend at one point and then she got a W Jamie did and then Tony did and then Tony was like she changed And, and then they cut to Jamie Hader saying, what do you mean I changed? I didn't change uh and then she's like oh, I guess she's friends with Brit now. She's she like she's oh she's not my friend anymore. She's Brit friend. Brit Brit's yeah. friend, yeah. She's Brit friend. Um so yeah, they got a match though. I don't know I don't know what you do with this. It's not a whole lot of story. It, Tony just Tony's still not even the world champion. She's the interim world champion. I know. I know. And then what do you do? You have Hater take this title and Thunder Rosa comes back and you use their that you know, that real life shit apparently. Yeah, I mean I I'd be pretty
1: surprised if Hater were to win the interim title. I'm guessing they'll Same. Use, They'll yeah. use this as a catalyst to really go with the Hater Brit feud, mm-hmm. and yeah. then out of that, maybe they'll have Hater win the title. Um, anyways, excuse me. Main event time. Brian Cage taking on Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor TV title. Uh, Samoa Joe gets the win here. Uh, you know they're both phenomenal wrestlers. Yeah, Cage, Cage did a couple things. I was like, how the heck did you do that?
2: Yeah, yeah um, that pump handle thing that he did to Joe. Yeah, where like Joe's head was like six inches of not even that away. That was I know ooh, that was that scary. Was scary. Yeah, that was yeah, scary. But was. Like that
1: that weird elbow drop that Cage did, where he jumped and like twisted around midair to drop the elbow.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Um. Anyways, Joe ends up getting the win, puts the clutch on Cage to get the W Embassy hit the ring to attack Joe Wardlow comes out to make the save Embassy leave Hobbs hits Wardlow with a spine buster. holds the TNT title over Wardlow to close the show
2: yeah i kind of want to go back to your rampage notes and see how you wrote that then
1: <laughs> if it's because like some, the exact same thing throw there are some questions and I'll, I'll look that up all
2: right so we got a question thread here on the patreon at patreon.com forward slash steve and larson alex foster here says do you guys think aw's backstage problems could affect their relationship with new japan I do not. I don't see how that would be. No. A thing. Uh,
1: so this, this is how how the close of Rampage happened. Uh, Hobbs walks to the ramp, walks down the ramp. Embassy attacks Warjo. Hobbs joins in the attack. Then he picks up the TNT title, but also Brian Cage picked up the Ring of Honor TV title, and they were both holding him up as the show closed. Okay, all
2: right. Lots of the same words being used there. Yes. Uh, Dave Matushek, do you think it's possible to see parallels between AEW this year and the 2000s WCW? since Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett showed up, or it's just my imagination. I mean, we did talk about it early in the show. WCW 2000, is it was really, really bad. Yeah. But, I mean, one of the parallels that you could, I don't want to be too harsh on things, but, like, one of the parallels you could think of is WCW did a damn good job in 2000 of devaluing their titles. <clears throat> like, I forget what the number was. It was, like, 12 Nuts. title
1: changes or something like that. Or was
2: it more than that? Was it 20? I swear it was 18 in the year. There was like a twelve month span when it changed. The world title changed eighteen times. That's what I, I think it was. That it was, that. Vacated it was like, like two or three times. It was. Uh, I know. Well, it was definitely vacated when uh, Benoit left. Um, so starting then in 2000. here, I'll count. Yeah.
1: So it was vacated by Brett.
2: Because uh, the Goldberg start, thing.
1: Yeah. To start the year, so there's okay. it was vacated.
2: It's not my fault. Like the following
1: day, it was vacated three times in the month of January. It was, oh my God. And then in April.
2: one of them was Benoit's?
1: Yeah, Benoit was January 16th of uh, 2000. Uh, What was
2: the other, what were the other ones then? So Brett Brett.
1: Brett vacated it. Benoit Uh, won it that day it was vacated, that he had to vacate the next day. Yeah, right. Sid won it, vacated it the following day. Uh, uh, Sid won it a couple, a a day later. (laughs) Had to vacate it on April 10th. And then it wasn't vacated again until Flair won it on May 15th, and a week later, vac- or Russo stripped him of the title. So oh how many times was it vacated in that year already? One, two, three, four, five. By what date? Five times by May 22nd.
2: <laughs> it um, was vacated once on average once a month. That's horrible. And then horrible. it was vacated again in October of 2000. Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, and so when people say with AEW, now look, it obviously isn't that. But the fact that AEW has so many titles, and granted, you know, half of them at this point are Ring of Honor titles, I can understand, and I don't necessarily agree that it devalues the titles, but I understand the sentiment that it does when you have, like, a, a title for everything um let's see here dog authority figure says clearly bray and jericho are on the mount rushmore of reinventing their characters who are the other two who else is on the Mount? mountain good question oh yeah he's like who whoever the, the top guy is on Ra- rushmore or uh, The 19, largest one.
1: 19 different 19 different title reigns in the year 2000 it was 19 oh my yeah, gosh 19 that i thought i was wrong with times 18. where was vacated that's just different people that won at different times wow <laughs> um, yeah, i will say Hardy, Matt Hardy, be on there. So got Matt Jack Hardy's Coe, a he great got Bray, You got Matt Hardy, and
2: ah, you could say. Well, I don't know. He had itchweed in the other one, Jeff Hardy. You could oh, say yeah. Jeff Hardy. Willow. Uh, you know, oh, well, Punk was pretty good whenever he would have a character change. You know, he did the Straight Edge Society stuff. He was leader of New Nexus. <laughs> um
1: Let's say Jeff Jarrett.
2: Oh, Seth Rollins is a good answer.
1: Yeah. Oh, Foley. Foley's a good answer.
2: Foley literally. Had three reinvented. different characters at one time. That's yeah. the a bit different, though. Undertaker for riding a motorcycle. <laughs> the Usos for dropping the the bright colors. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think Seth is probably going to be on there in the, at the end of the day. Yeah,
1: it seems possible.
2: Uh, let's see here. Blake Whitehouse, which top star from Impact would have the highest ceiling in AEW? Jordan Grace. Yeah, that was my first. That was my first answer too. Although I might think it uh, could be uh, Sammy Callahan. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. You won't get I to just, do half his crazy stuff. I just wanted to do his voice. Yeah, I know. Frozen tape said if the twenty four seven title was booked like the like the briefcase in No Country for Old Men. Wow, could you see it getting over? What like there's a murderer coming after you with the pressure pump? <laughs> <laughs> Hold still. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if, if somebody is, you know, if there's a legit murderer coming after you, it sort of goes beyond wrestling.
1: It, it definitely definitely ups the urgency of the situation, yeah.
2: I mean, if they had segments filmed like that, sure, yeah, add all sorts of, you know, Coen Brothers tension to it. that'd yeah, be that'd great. Be
1: good. That'd be good.
2: Boy, what a terrifying, that, god damn, that movie's so good. It's really good. Uh, Luisa Reyes says, uh, would AEW benefit from a difference in weight classes like New Japan does? cruisers juniors no heavyweights, no no I don't think I don't so. you know I know I've never been a fan of that I like I like there being some sort of like fancy cool wrestling division like impact has the X division I yeah, like yeah, that yeah. but I like you know because how are you going to tell your awesome you know David and Goliath stories I know you know you got a little dude fighting a big dude yeah. that's cool stuff Yeah, like uh, Gracie back in the early UFC's yeah. taking on those big 400 pounders that shit yeah, was cool man beating them all Mm-hmm. Uh let's see here. Yellow Flash asks, How would you book the return of the elite? We actually did that. hmm on an episode of Overrun. We did. Last week?
1: Yeah, last Thursday.
2: Last Thursday. You could check it out there. Moses Opposes says, What is the funniest wrestling debut you've seen?
1: Oh, Shockmaster.
2: Oh. Shockmaster, clearly. I mean, maybe that's too obvious of an answer. So if we take that one off the table, is there another one that sticks out? Oh, to me, I cracked up when the when uh, the uh, came out.
1: Oh yeah,
2: oh that was good. Yeah. Um. All right, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, oh, nothing Mina going Mayday on. Dan to- has
1: it right. Dan Maytha.
2: Oh man, Dan Matha. oh man that was the best that was the absolute best Uh, that's going to do it for us today no show tomorrow we got uh, Saturday's Crown Royal review as our fifth episode of of the week Mm -hmm. we're back on Friday for an episode then word has it Paul is coming back to preview Smackdown (sighs) that's exciting stuff go check out Friendo Club Wrestling it's our secondary channel It's our mid-card channel where we have a bunch of short-form content. Uh, Check that out. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,